Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and patriots of all ages, welcome to another new week of podcast here on In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary, and I hope everyone had a great weekend. My name is Jerry Brooks, as always, your host and your tour guide through the alternate universe, which is Joe Biden's America. And, as per usual, we also encourage you to send us uh, questions, comments at our website in blackandright.net or via email at inblackandright at gmail.com. Well, I hope everybody had themselves a great weekend. It was rather an interesting one here in beautiful uh, north central Florida. Uh, we had a couple of thunderstorms over the weekend, which is not unusual for this time of the year. But what was really kind of crazy about the whole thing, on Saturday, uh, after a storm went through uh, the area, well, apparently my, uh, my power went out. <laughs> and I thought, oh no. I just hope it's going to be for a few minutes. I just hope it's going to be for a few minutes, because I always get... A little nervous uh, when that sort of thing happens even though I try to stay as prepared as I possibly can uh, it was towards nightfall and I thought okay let just in case the power's not back on okay let's break out the new normal supplies got my flashlight uh, I was literally in the dark for a little bit but had my flashlight out uh, didn't touch the refrigerator or the freezer Tried to keep all that cold air in there. Um, but I was also blessed that my neighbor lives up the road. Was kind enough to check in on me. Uh, and brought over a nice big bag of ice. And and, and even brought a candle. Uh, just in case. But I, I keep lighters around. because Well, I keep them for my cigars mostly. But, <laughs> but it was very, very nice of him. And the concern of friends... Uh, who were kind enough to check in on me because it can get a little it can get a little uh, dicey for me sometimes walking around my house if it's dark but yeah typical Florida weather you know we had but fortunately the the power did come back on about a couple of hours later uh, I was very fortunate didn't lose any food nothing spoiled so I'm very grateful for that and I got a whole lot of ice, <laughs> uh, for uh, which is perfect because this is the time of the year to start making uh, my uh, homemade iced tea and keep a lot of ice around for that good old-fashioned southern-style sweet tea. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. But uh, that was my weekend, and I hope you had a much better one than I did. But to start off this new week of programming, well, let's start with... Uh, apparently the gun crazies, uh, mass, mass shooters, mass, well, I don't like calling them mass shootings. They are basically massacres. And the latest fun was over the weekend in Philadelphia. 
the city of brotherly love, but apparently not over the weekend. A massacre occurred at which left three people dead and 11 people wounded. But the beautiful part of this is there was a police officer there who acted very quickly to engage the shooter to prevent any more loss of life or injury. Now this is oh man I, I keep thinking of this particular incident in comparison to the massacre in Uvalde Texas and I thought oh man okay in Philly you got a cop down there who is engaging the shooter and not really waiting for anybody and yet here's and then of course you heard what happened and been getting reports of law enforcement waiting and waiting and waiting and, and there's kids in the classrooms dying the teachers were dying nobody seemed to be willing to engage the shooter and there were so many mistakes made oh mg folks oh my lord excuse me but yeah there there's gonna it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens when the full report comes out about what happened i mean the truth of what happened in uvalde and the response by law enforcement because when you compare what happened in uvalde with what just happened over the weekend in philadelphia oh man it's almost night and day a lone cop engages the shooter and doesn't wait for backup because they wanted to stop the carnage but yet what happened in Uvalde I mean my goodness even the police chief of the Uvalde school district has been getting death threats I thought oh my goodness people what is wrong with you I mean I know folks are upset but there needs to be some serious heads rolling here because the timeline or apparently the official timeline of this whole thing still has questions and I still have questions myself not about the timeline but good grief did the how did the shooter an 18 year old get his hands on guns like that I mean did he buy them and if so where did he get the money and given some of the eyewitness testimony of some of the neighbors I mean did this kid even have a driver's license because you have to have picture ID to buy a firearm anywhere in the country I had to do the same thing when I bought mine in Arizona I said here's you know my Arizona driver's license here we go and went through the background check in accordance with Arizona law and federal law as well and I bought mine legally I had the money for it and yes you know I mean dude, you can trace it I mean I paid for it by a credit card it's not that hard it's really not that hard but the fact that you've got a, a police officer in Philly which believe me it's <laughs> Philly is not exactly the city of brotherly love when last year it had a record number of homicides 
but at least you've got a police officer willing to get in there and engage the shooter in the middle of a mass casualty incident. So yay. Kudos to whoever that police officer was in Philly who did that. But of course we've still got the nitwits and mental midgets up on Capitol Hill still looking to come up with some type of compromise on gun legislation which is like no and the fact that John Cornyn of Texas Senator John Cornyn is leading the way in the Senate and reaching out to the Democrats I'm thinking to myself dear Texas look what this guy is doing because he's up for re-election in 2024 you might want to rethink this and yes I'm I, and I'm like I'm scratching my head for all my friends who live in Texas and I got a bunch of them wonderful people legal gun owners but when you're one of you when your senior senator is doing stuff like this uh no you might want to rethink it because it's bad enough especially in a city like Philadelphia which has a corrupt to the core George Soros bought and paid for slave of a district attorney who's not even making a point to prosecute certain types of crimes which is really stupid and really illegal because when you take an oath and he had to he promises just like the other corrupt messed up DA's George Soros bought and paid for in New York in Los Angeles in Chicago if you're not going to prosecute the laws as you've sworn an oath to do what are you doing there what are you doing there oh no I said no 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 it's it this is why you get defund the police this is why you get soft on crime this is what you get when you have progressive DA's in office and they're financed by a billionaire well a billionaire slime ball who just wants chaos and anarchy to bring down the system to bring down American justice so he can have his lovely little dream of a one world government just like the folks in Davos and the WHO in Geneva so no 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 this this is just too messed up for me but I have a feeling that this isn't going to be the last of these massacres there's been shootings reported in Chattanooga Tennessee another one there was an I do remember one that happened a few years ago but yeah there was one just within the last few days and a church shooting in of all places Cedar Rapids Iowa where people died I'm thinking to myself okay you got soft targets everywhere and nobody wants to especially a blue city mayor Democrat run mayor Democrat run city that are going to take any kind of responsibility 
for the defund the police movement to explain this incredibly wild rise in grime. You know, end gun violence, end gun violence. It's like, fine, I'd like to end gun violence, but unfortunately, there's going to be, there's a lot of people who are finally and sadly coming to the painful realization that it's going to be them to take care of their families. And gun ownership, gun licenses have gone through the roof in recent years. I'd say within the last couple of years. And the biggest increase of gun owners are two primary categories, women and minorities, because they're not confident of outsourcing the protection of themselves and their family to their local police department, especially in large cities, because their budgets are being cut, they don't want, God, oh mercy, there are police officers who don't want to basically, are hesitant to do things, because they're going to get sued, they're going to get prosecuted, and who wants to live or work in those type of conditions? That they're going to be left hanging out to dry by their leadership because you've got some progressive district attorney who's got designs on higher office or whatever? Oh no, oh no, 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 this, this is just messed up. It's just plain messed up. But, you know, what, what are we going to do? What can we do? But interestingly enough, this actually blows my mind. And when I saw this story over the weekend, <laughs> I thought, oh, I got to do this one. And it has to do with the state of Oregon a place that I used to call home for over 40 years. So I know a lot about Oregon. And I know a lot about the people of Oregon and the voters of Oregon and the political leadership of Oregon. And they and the vast majority of them are way out in left field wackadoodles. Major League. From the mayor of Portland, brain dead Ted Wheeler, all the way to Governor Communist COVID Kate Brown, who is being term limited out this year. And I'm just interested to see, will Oregon actually learn its freaking lesson and actually get somebody in the governor's office with a brain? And I have a feeling that it's gonna be business as usual because of the 36 counties in the state of Oregon, one screws it up for everybody else, and that happens to be Multnomah County, where the city of Portland is. And, oh baby, and Portland is enough of a mess with enough goofballs. I mean, it's the breeding ground of Antifa. BLM is certainly involved. And, frankly, the Portland Police Bureau is essentially ineffective because they have no leadership, they don't have the funding, and anybody who is still a part of the police force, God bless you, God protect you, but trust me, you're, if anything goes wrong, you're going to essentially be screwed. I mean, no doubt about it, because 
Ted Wheeler, as mayor, is also run, runs the police department. And if he was as goofy when I knew him in high school as he is today, I hope you got some decent life insurance because you may not live to see your retirement. And I hate to say that, but when you're dealing with people with dangerously way out in left field ideas, you don't know what you're going to get. And I promise you, it's probably not going to be a good one. But all that to say, a report came out that the state of Oregon has, has had a 700% increase in drug overdose deaths within the last year. And this has to deal with, um, well, actually, maybe not so much drug. Yes, I'm just taking a look at a story here in the Epic Times. And the headline, Overdoses skyrocketing as officials admit failure of Oregon's drug legalization experiment. I thought, well, duh. And, and this is another reason why I will never become a libertarian, especially when you're talking about legalizing drugs. And here's a horrendous, horrendous results when you try this. 700% overdoses in one Oregon County. And I'm willing to bet it's Multnomah. I'm willing to bet it does. I don't believe it says it in the story, but let me show you, let me give you an idea of why certain things are just plain stupid. And Oregon tends to lead the way in all sorts of really stupid stuff. And this is the story from the Epic Times. More than a year ago, after Oregon became the first state in the nation to decriminalize drugs, uh, officials are admitting the pioneering experiment has failed so far. Duh. Overdoses in just one county have jumped by 700%. Seizures of fentanyl, marijuana, and opioids have skyrocketed. Funding for programs intended to provide drug users with treatment has not materialized. And very few drug users are showing interest in obtaining that treatment. Again, duh. Oh my gosh. Ugh, anyway, I want to continue on in this story. The experiment began when Oregonians passed ballot measure 110 in 2020 which decriminalized possession of quote-unquote personal amounts of heroin, cocaine, methamphetamines, and other drugs. Under the new law, which took effect in February of 2021, those found in possession of drugs would receive a maximum fine of $100, which would be waived if they called the hotline for a health assessment to enter a drug treatment program. Treatment programs were to be funded by directing, redirecting millions of dollars in tax revenue collected from the state's legal marijuana industry. Okay, I gotta stop right there. Okay, you're wanting to take money from legal marijuana 
that the state is making and put it into drug treatment programs for people who are addicts? Could somebody please explain to me how that's going to work? I mean, seriously, how is that going to work? Ugh, anyway. Oh, mercy. Let's see. Oh, yeah, okay. A little further down in the story. In the first year of the new law, an estimated 136 people have entered treatment, and just 13% of the $300 million budget for treatment has been spent. Meanwhile, Oregon State Police troopers seized, and get this, 482,111 doses of fentanyl in 2021, according to testimony by Oregon State Police Superintendent Terry Davey. That's up from just 27,282 in the previous year, she told the Oregon Interim House Judiciary Committee on June 2nd. Troopers have seized all, troopers also seized 966,328 pounds of marijuana in 2021, which is more than 10 times the 90,010 pounds seized in 2020 and eclipses the 20,509 in 2019, Davy continued. I said, wait a minute. If, if pot is legal in Oregon, why are they seizing it? I don't know. Oh, and here's the beauty. Here's the cherry on top of this goofball wackadoodle Sunday. Ugh. When the voters of Oregon passed Measure 110, we did so because it was a change of policy in Oregon to improve the lives of people, to improve our communities. The Secretary of State, Shamia Fagan, testified before the Oregon House Interim Committee on Behavioral Health on June 2nd. Instead, many, in many communities in Oregon, we've seen the problem with drug addiction get worse. Duh again. Oh, mercy. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what happens when you have a state and its policymakers basically, well, they've caught a bad case of stupid. Now, what blows my mind, again, a little further on, just one more paragraph. According to the National Survey on Drug Use and Health, Oregon has the worst drug addiction rate in the country, with 9% of residents admitting they are addicts, 12 and 12% 12 acknowledging they are alcoholics. O-M-G again. This is stupid. This is plain stupid. Now, Oregon right now according to the census only has an estimated 4.2 million people 4.2 million okay and it has the worst addiction rates in the country for drugs and alcohol and that's just bad enough but i decided okay let's check out florida florida beautiful florida with almost 22 million people in two time zones and yet we we're not nearly as bad as Oregon we're not I thought 
blue state, red state. Okay, you have a goofy governor who is a mask hole and just wackadoodle as it gets and has all these problems throughout the entire state. I mean, homelessness, I mean, homelessness is everywhere, but Oregon has a special case of stupid. Uh, and I went home last year to visit my mother. My mother lives there. I have family who still lives there in Portland. And I promised myself I would no, not go anywhere near downtown Portland because I knew what I would find. And it was depressing. It was depressing, and the fact that I didn't have my firearm with me uh, was even more of a motivation to not go because there are not there are not exactly the decent people of Portland you don't hear about and they're usually trying to stay under the radar but they're finding it very difficult because you've got crackheads people dying of opioid and fentanyl overdoses I mean, living under bridges, living along the freeways and underpasses and overpasses. I thought, oh, mercy. I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't ever want to go to Oregon again. Or even Seattle. Seattle is essentially Portland, just bigger. And they have a much bigger mess in Puget Sound. But this is what happens when wokeness takes over. It gives you a severe case of stupid and you cannot seem to think logically or effectively or strategically. So yeah, I'm not liking it, but well, what can a guy do? So, I mean, there's that. And just what's even crazier about Oregon now here we are in pride month you know the alphabet people's month where it's like oh yay yay happy happy lgbtq yay yay whatever and it's just a another reason why oregon has a serious case of stupid this is from uh just last month now the state of oregon again Oregon, and this is the headline from The Blaze. Oregon forces all schools, elementary and up, to put menstrual products in boys' bathrooms with instructions on how to use them. I mean, I almost want to call this WTF Monday. When I looked at that and I thought, I was not surprised. I really wasn't surprised when I heard that. But once again, uh, we've got a serious case of stupid. And apparently, why? And this started, of course, in Portland Public Schools. Oh, boy. And, oh, my God. I, I just thought, every time I see stories like this, it makes me happy that I'm here in Florida. Now I know the left wants to go after DeSantis so stinking bad, but uh, you're wasting your time. 
DeSantis is going to be reelected as governor of Florida. Now, the question really becomes, is he going to run in 2024, or will he just hang tight and wait until his second term is over, and then he can run in 2028? I'm hoping for the latter, because he's done a lot of good things here in Florida. He's given the Republicans a roadmap of how to pretty much take the woke, take the Democrats, and tell them where to get off. Yay, happy. I'm totally okay with it. I'm totally okay with it. But, yeah. But still. I mean, I'm really hoping that he does stick around for a full second term. As I intend to be at his uh, election night party covering it. <coughs> so, hey, it's going to be fun. But... But I guess one, one of the last things I want to get into today, it's like, I don't know whether to laugh or throw things at my TV when I saw this story from the Associated Press. You know, they want, apparently this week, the January 6th kangaroo court which is frankly an insult to kangaroos everywhere, especially in Australia and New Zealand, apparently is going to do primetime hearings this week to somehow try to prove their delusional case that oh, Donald Trump was the mastermind behind those evil people who went into the Capitol. I'm going... These people really must think the American people are stupid. There is so much evidence, video evidence, and I've got my questions, especially for some of the Capitol Police. First of all, who was the person, the short, the short person, I think it might have been a woman, I couldn't tell from the, uh, from the angle, who was ushering people in, waving them in, waving them in. Okay, who are the cops who are just sitting there in the halls letting these people just come on through, come on through, and who were the three cops who were in front of the door who removed themselves just moments before Ashley Babbitt was killed by that crazy cop, shot in cold blood, and just murdered. Because every single solitary uh, video that I've seen, she made no Ashley Babbitt made no threatening moves, and the cop was trigger happy, and he already had an ever so slightly questionable record. And for the Capitol Police, who are essentially nothing more than Nancy Pelosi's little uh, little police force, you know, or, or intelligence agency. I mean, there are these four cops who were there, and they're just like, it was political theater at its worst. And believe me, I was in, I was, I'm an act, I was an actor, and I saw some of these, these four capital cops. I thought that has got to be the worst acting job I have seen in decades. I'm like, come on, people, really? And now they're all buds with the committee, and frankly, I don't watch it. I mean, I might watch some of it just to see how nauseating it is, and I hope I can 
I mean, and I hope I have enough Pepto-Bismol because it's going to really make me sick to my stomach or there's going to be so much spin people will get dizzy and puke. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This, I don't know what's going to happen, but and as far as the two rhinos on the committee, please spare me. Crybaby Kinzinger is not a player. He's ineffective. He has been redistricted out by the state of Illinois. And so he's going to be retiring. Probably, I don't know what he's thinking, but he's a never-Trumper. And frankly, if he tries to run for office, he better do it as a Democrat because he's not going to get a whole lot of Republican support. And of course, the queen of the rhinos, uh, Nancy Pelosi's gal pal, Liz Cheney, uh, frankly, who needs to be carrying some butter and some jam around because the girl is toast. I mean, come on. She's pathetic. She is getting absolutely burned. She's stinking up the place. The polls for her, pathetic. Harriet Hageman, who is the, the real Republican in the race for the congressional seat of Wyoming, she's way ahead in the polls. Liz Cheney has already been kicked off of the House Republican leadership. She's been censured by the Republican National Committee and pretty much given and is pretty much given the boot by the state of Wyoming Republican Party. This woman is pathetic, but yet she's gonna try. She is gonna try. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And especially now they think they've got a case because of the indictment and the arrest of former Trump aide Peter Navarro. Uh, and also, in next month is going to be the contempt of Congress trial for former uh, Trump aide and war room host Steve Bannon. Now, the problem with the January 6th, January 6th kangaroo court is they desperately, desperately want for you to believe that President Trump was the mastermind of January, the January 6th insurrection, quote-unquote. It was not an insurrection, people. The summer of 2020, that was a mess. Antifa, BLM, burning down private property, public property, defaming and vandalizing, looting. Now that's more of an insurrection than what happened on January 6th. And... They apparently seem to want to stick to the lie, stick to the lie, stick to the lie, because now when they put out these primetime hearings, that somehow they're gonna they're gonna think, okay, if we can't actually prove it, we're just gonna muddy up the waters and place doubt in the minds of sheep, the low information voter. And frankly, hmm, I'd love to see them try it. Now, there are going to be, sadly, people who will believe everything they're told because, well, they are brain-dead sheep. But for those who actually have some critical thinking skills, will just go, whatever, and probably not watch it, and, the, and I'm sure the ratings are going to be, I would really hope they are just abysmal. I really hope they are. Oh, mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. This country doesn't need any more of this nonsense. 
it just doesn't but who knows I mean I might just check out a little bit of it I'll watch as much as I can stand and then it's like okay you know might watch the uh, the Stanley Cup finals I don't know or maybe the NBA playoffs or watch the finals there I don't know but I guarantee you it's going to be better viewing than that watching that idiotic committee but just one last thing that really caught my interest over the weekend and it's something I recommend people get and I'm I'm going to be putting up a uh, a link to it uh, on inblackandright.net and I saw a little bit over the weekend and I thought wow this is amazing it's a documentary uh, that is called systematic deception and what it does it takes the it go it act it talks to black conservatives uh, political leaders religious leaders education folks and it really takes the narrative that's been told to black Americans for well over half a century and it flips the script and it absolutely goes at it hard why the Democrats for all these decades have kept black Americans in a mindset and it is a it's a mental stronghold in many cases of a mindset of well I'm oppressed and I need these people to help me and it's like what have they actually done this is why Trump got more black voters in 2020 than any other Republican candidate because he actually went there and asked them for their vote and and this is a slap in the face to the national GOP for making these half-hearted attempts to go after the black community when Democrats haven't done a dang thing for them in over half a century and this documentary has people like Colonel Allen West one of my personal favorites uh, another one of my favorites is Alveda King the niece of Martin Luther King and uh, and, and many others political folks and a lot of pastors because there's a reason why Joe Biden in spite of his very racist remark during the campaign if you don't I mean it's notorious if you don't vote for me then you're not black so I thought okay and people trying to tell me that oh he's not a, he's not a segregationist or racist I said right obviously some of us have not been paying attention so yeah I, I, I love this and I'm recommending it I'll be putting uh, probably in the next day or so I'm gonna be putting up a link to it uh, it's a great documentary uh, from and they they actually put it on Newsmax last night and I saw part of it but I thought dang I gotta get the DVD and it's and from what I've seen so far it's only about thirteen dollars it's a good film it's very smart and for those who are still trapped in the black I'm a victim mindset it's like really then please explain to me Blexit and Candace Owens please please explain it to me because the blacks especially younger blacks 
who are better, better educated. They are professionals. They're seeing through the lie. They're seeing through it. And, and, they are, and Biden is losing support big time amongst the black community as well as the Hispanic community. And slowly but surely, the mental stronghold of the lies they've been told are being dismantled. And this is a great documentary. A great documentary. So I highly recommend uh, you can find it online. It's called Systemic, oh no, not Systemic, Systematic Deception. It's a great one. So let me call it a day for today. Hope you have a great Monday and a great rest of the week. I should be back tomorrow with more fun, more news, and more thoughts and commentary. So take care, my friends, and remember, patriots come in all colors.